How's your Lent slash self-isolation been? Mine's been pretty rough. I heard one priest say that this is the lentiest Lent that has ever been Lented. But probably not as much as Jesus' 40 days in the desert, but it's been a challenge to live up to what we're called to live during the season of Lent. One of my favorite tweets that I've seen come out recently was, I don't know how they did it, it took generations, but kids finally found a way to give up school for Lent. All those opportunities that I preached about at the beginning of this pandemic, I don't know if I've done any of them. It's been a difficult thing to do because the first thing that I let go of was my Lenten promises because they didn't seem to matter anymore. There was struggling with not having a long-term plan, living just whatever I have for today because things change so frequently and what the expectations are change all the time. The struggle with being self-motivated when I don't have responsibilities outside of myself to drive me and move me in the direction that I need to go, but needing to be motivated just interiorly for serving the people of God. My first reaction to all of the changes and restrictions has been frustration. And then from there, I'm tempted to be disobedient and to do what I want instead of what I'm told to be doing. And then when I submit to that, then part of me just wants to give up because there's nothing I can do. Who cares anyway? How do we work through this struggle? Because these restrictions in this life that we're living right now has taken away many of our material supports and comforts in the way that we live. All that we're left with is immaterial things. And I don't know if that's any more true than during this Holy Week. As we enter into Holy Week, it is the greatest celebrations that we have in the church year. And they are so riddled with symbolism and actions to follow in Jesus' footsteps as tangibly as possible. And now they're taken away. Yes, Father Daniel and I here get to sample them, but a procession with palms with me and Father Daniel hardly feels like a real procession. So how do we live with these material things that are taken away from us in the practice and celebration of our faith and left only with what is immaterial? This is the huge challenge of our invitation to you at communion time to make a spiritual act of communion. The tangible expression of God's presence in the Eucharist is taken away and all that's left is this spiritual communion this desire for God to come into our souls spiritually in the same way that we know it happens in the Eucharist. These physical things are taken away and we're invited into the spiritual part of our life. This morning in my prayers, there was a, an old homily by St. Andrew of Crete. This is what he says, let us spread before his feet not garments or soulless palm branches, which delight the eyes for a few hours and then wither. We who have been baptized into Christ must ourselves be the garments that we spread before him. Let our souls take the place of the welcoming branches. This is what we're ultimately being led into in our life of faith. 
we need those material supports. It's the wisdom of the church. And when we have the chance to bring them back, we'll bring them all back because we need them. But this time where they're taken away from us is an invitation to go where God is always wanting to lead us, into that communion with him, that spiritual communion with him. I think probably for most of us, the most striking words in the Passion that are our psalm for today and for Good Friday are the words of Jesus, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I came across Joseph Ratzinger's reflection on Good Friday, who then became Pope Benedict. And this is his reflection on those words of Jesus. He says, the most terrible moment in the story of Jesus' passion is doubtless the one in which he cries aloud in his extreme torment on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What can we say in response to this cry? In the last analysis, the question Jesus asked is not to be answered with words and arguments, for it penetrates to a depth unfathomable to mere reason and the words that such reason produces. The failure of Job's friends is the inevitable lot of all who believe they can answer the question, positively or negatively, with clever thoughts and words. No, the question can only be endured, suffered through, with him, at the side of him who suffered it to the end for all of us, and with all of us. The question can only be endured and suffered through. And that's our invitation in Holy Week. So as the material expressions of our liturgies this week are taken away from us, no palms to be had, the washing of the feet will be omitted in the Mass of Holy Thursday, the cross for veneration won't be open to the public, though I invite you to venerate the crucifix that is in your home. The candles and the holy water at the Easter vigil will not be present. Obviously, our community is absent and the Eucharist is withheld. So let us suffer and endure this with him who in us suffers and endures it. That's the invitation of our spiritual life. So that in obedience to faith, we don't just make an external obedience that we're following the rules, but we have a real desire to do God's will. That the virtue of patience, that it's not just an external tolerance to what we dislike, but it's a real act of love in the midst of suffering. Or that charity is not just my responsibility to the things in the world around me, but it's a real desire to give of myself for another person. That my faith is not an external, just an external expression of actions and rote prayers, but it's a deep longing of my soul to be with God. And that hope isn't just wishful thinking and words of consolation but it's this interior assurance that the mystery that we are given in our faith is ours. Because why do we watch a live stream mass? It's not about a sentimental attachment to this practice of our faith. It's not even to hear what is being said. 
You could listen to my homily later and all of the prayers of the Mass, you can find them online anywhere. Why do we tune in to a live stream Mass? Because what is taking place here that you're not physically present for has a real effect in your lives at home. There is a real spiritual communion that takes place because the mystery of the Lord's suffering, passion, and resurrection that we celebrate at every Mass is given to every one of us. And that's a hard thing. It's hard for us to let go of those material attachments that draw us deeper into that communion. But let us make that the invitation for at least this Holy Week. Let's try to embrace it and accept it that this becomes an invitation from God to enter more deeply into that spiritual communion that he desires for all of us.